Yo, yo, yo. So I just wanted to thank all of you for continuously tuning in each week. These episodes are blessing me and I can only pray and hope they're blessing you too. Um, so in this week, um, it is the last episode of 2019. I just have to say thank you to everyone who listened to these episodes, whether you listen to one or all of them. Um, or if this is your first time listening, I appreciate it. 2019 has been a year and I'm just going to leave it at that. It's been a year, but I'm glad that I'm here. I'm glad that the people who agreed to do this pod, this, this season with me has done it. And I can only pray and hope that it has blessed all of my listeners and them when they've listened back to it. So without further ado, this is the last episode and I have the pleasure of interviewing Portia Carter. Please get to know her. Please listen to her story. She is hilarious. This is was a very special episode because I got to laugh throughout. And um, yeah, here you go. All right. So what up, y'all? It is your girl, British. I am back with another interview. That's right. We keeping it going. We keeping it moving. And I am here with someone very special who I just love so she is from Detroit. Seven miles away. Okay, let me stop. That gang. Girl. Uh, not a part of any gangs. Oh, yeah. Please don't be a part of a gang. Amen. You can be a part of the gang in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Ooh. Um, but she is from Detroit. Her name is Portia Carter. Um, soon to be your next Oprah. Or Portia Carter. Or, or Portia. Yes. Or Portia Carter. Thank you. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that because I know she hates when people say that. So, um, Portia, tell us a little bit about you. Like, who are you? Where are you where are you coming from? Where are you going? What's going on? Um, so what's up? Uh, Portia Lex on the mic. Do it. Ooh, hey, that I, used to be my radio I name in college. Yeah, I should have had a beat because <laughs> I am not a rapper, but I be trying because I be trying to be like you and Lami sometimes. Get anyway, out of here. <laughs> here we are. Um, yeah, as the lovely British stated. I'm Portia Carter from Detroit, Michigan, the east side of Detroit to be exact. I don't I don't think I've lived on the west side ever in my life. Maybe like for a couple of months with my auntie. But yeah, that's that. So um I'm a talk show host. Yes. Talk show host, dancer, actress, all around um creative. Mm-hmm. I, I consider myself the purpose driven creative. Mm-hmm. I I chase purpose and I do yes. it creatively in any way that I can. And yes, I'm here in LA fighting for the dream. They said that this was the city where dreams come true. That's mm-hmm. why I'm here. Mm-hmm. They said this is dream. a big rich town. <laughs> I just we're not promoting that either. We, we, we're right. not promoting that either. Right, uh, like city life. I gotta make it. So you said, <laughs> but she gonna keep singing it after I said we're not. It was promoting just a little that. part right there that I. Had That's to, your part. That's your yeah. Because you know I love. You heard that new song no. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're not gonna talk about that either because okay. I don't want no I don't want to slander nobody. But amen. um no slander. Amen. No slander in Jesus' in name. Jesus' name. Uh <laughs> <laughs> we still hear y'all. Um so anyway, so you said you're chasing purpose. What does purpose mean to you? <sighs> purpose means doing whatever you believe God placed you on the earth to do. Um, and doing it to the best of your ability in the way that is comfortable to you. Mm-hmm. That's what I believe. Okay. So what do you believe your purpose is in life? Um, 
I believe my purpose in life is to inspire dreamers to actually make their dreams come true. Mm -hmm. That's my ultimate goal. And to let, um, I guess, young girls like me know that anything is possible with God. Because, you know, people don't know that everything is possible. And even when they think something possible, they think it's possible on their own terms. Mm -hmm. And they don't really know that, no, we really thank the Father. Right, right. <laughs> We're right. not getting for this without Jesus. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And I believe that's my um, overall purpose. And I think God gave me all the gifts that he gave me for that specific purpose. Mm -hmm. Like, I can do a lot. Like, I went to performing arts high school. And um, I got in for singing. Singing is not the best thing that I can but do. But she can sing. A very, like, I can carry a tune. No, no, So, no. anyway, anyway, no, back God, to the story. God still gave you the gift. <laughs> so, let's acknowledge. She okay. can sing. Amen. 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 I receive. So, yeah. So, I got in that performing arts school for singing, but I originally wanted to go. I went to Detroit School of Arts. But I really, originally wanted to go for dance because dance is my first love. It's mm -hmm. like what I love so much, what I want to do with the rest of my life outside of talk show hosting. I want to dance. So. <clears throat> so, yeah, I got in through singing, but I failed all of my vocal classes because I would skip them and go to dance. Oh. So, you know, it dropped my GPA a little bit, but <laughs> here we are. I always thought I was a better dancer than singer anyway, but then eventually I became full-time dance major, and that was a thing for me. And I did that all throughout high school, even knowing that my gift was talk show, mm -hmm. even knowing that oh, I wow. was a host. Like, oh, excuse me, but I've been dancing for maybe, like, all of my life. I think I started dancing around, like, six or seven in church. So I danced in church all my life, even till now. And then um, I danced in elementary school, middle school, and then in high school, I was a dance major. So that was that life with me. And so I always thought that I was going to be a background dancer for Sierra. Mm -hmm. I used to tell myself. Yes, <laughs> come on, sis. I used to, because by the time I started dancing for real, Aaliyah had already passed. Mm. Beyonce was still in this and child. She wasn't really dancing for real. Yeah. And but Sierra was out. Yeah. And so great. I wanted to I wanted to grow up, get my knees done, and be a background dancer for Sierra. <laughs> Hold on, pause. Time out. All the way pause. You said get your knees done? Yes, let me tell you how I came up with that. So remember on white chicks? <laughs> for sure. I'm never playing with you now. Remember on white chicks where all their friends kept asking them, How did you girls get so tall? And they kept on saying, We got our knees done. And so I thought, because you know I'm really short. By the way, guys, if y'all don't know, I'm 4'10. You probably can't tell from seeing me sitting here, for but sure. I'm 4'10. So I thought that I had to be taller to dance with Sierra. So I'm like, I'm gonna grow up, get my knees done, be a background dancer for Sierra. That was my dream in life. <laughs> this is for real. I can I am so serious. <laughs> I am so serious. What? And then in high school, so I was still dancing, but then in high school, like something shifted for me because from middle school to high school, I used to always have these things where people would come to me and talk to me about everything in the world. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, you know, I had ended up telling my mama one day, like, mama, I think I need to be a therapist or something because so many people just keep coming up to me, talking to me. And, you know, I have conversations with them that are really fun. I give them advice. Mm -hmm. You know, like we just have conversations like this, just regular, regular, smegler. Yeah. And so then um, I used to come home from school every day and watch the Tyra show. I hated it. Like, I, I hated it at first because I remember the soundtrack, like the intro when it came on. 
it was this really sad show one time about this lady with big legs and the the um the intro song was just in my head so every time I looked at the show I would just want my mama to turn it off because I'm like this sad show and then one day I just sat down and I just paid attention and mm-hmm. I got past the intro of the uh, song and I realized what that kind of show was and I was like wow like that's basically therapy on TV I said yeah. mama I'm gonna be a therapist but I would do it on TV yeah. like Tyra yeah. because with Tyra like no topic was off limits she used to roll on the floor laughing at her guests <laughs> she used to do everything and then not only that she this stayed what you to do to your guests <laughs> yes you know because I laugh a lot anyway so if we gonna roll on the floor and laugh <laughs> right. Good, okay? <laughs> right 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 so um yeah, and there was no topic that was off limits with her show. Mm-hmm. And then she stayed true to her first love with her being a model. A lot of her shows were about beauty. She had fashion all the time. And so I'm like, well, since dance is my first love, then I'm going to have a talk show and I'm going to be on the show dancing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dance going to be incorporated somehow. So that is my dream to have the Portia Carter show. <laughs> Internationally syndicated, if you see the shirt, if you're yeah. watching on the video. Come on, Internationally <laughs> syndicated, the Portia Carter show, and it's going to have dance incorporated somehow. I'm still working Amen. on the logistics with that, but yeah. that's that's the goal, and I'm putting that out there. Yes, Lord. So yes, Lord. Um, that's that. And then when I graduated, when I was graduating high school, I always wanted to be in LA. So I'm like, I'm gonna move to LA. Let's mm-hmm. do this. And then when I graduated high school, I had applied to go to USC because I'm like, that's where I'm going. Like they got the best mass communications department. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do that. Da-da-da. Girl, they did not accept me. They did not want to live. It's not funny. That's, that's not funny, but the way that you just Girl, said that and looked. They did not accept me. They was not about to have some That little, school is uh, hard to get Okay, into. they was not about to hard. have some little poor black girl from the east side of Detroit talking about she going there, okay? Hard. They was not doing it. So I was like, oh, so y'all ain't going to accept me? Forget y'all. I'm going to go to an HBCU. So I applied to Tennessee State, Clark Atlanta, and Howard. Yes. And Tennessee State was the first one to accept me. Mm-hmm. And then not only that, I was thinking like, well, since I can't go to L.A. and do it in the best city ever, then I'm going to do what the best person ever did. And Oprah went to Tennessee State University. So I'm like, I'm going there mm-hmm. immediately. They mm-hmm. And then I got my acceptance letters from Howard and Clark long after that. Yeah. But yeah, I already made up in mind, mm-hmm. I'm about to follow what Oprah did because I'm going to be the greatest talk show host. So I went to college. Um, I did everything there, radio, TV, all of it. I did radio because Oprah did radio. Um, I was head news anchor at my school for like two years. I was operations manager of the radio station for like two years. And then my senior year, I became the general manager of the TV station. Okay. And I did the Portia Carter show my last semester. And I graduated in three years. And I interned at News Channel 5 the same news station that Oprah anchored at. So I'm like, okay, I did that. And then I was like, so once I graduated, I was like, all right, Lord, you know, I'm going to move on faith. (laughs) Right. It's just me. And then my bishop, shout out to Bishop Joseph Walker III at Mount Zion Baptist Church in Nashville, Tennessee. That's Mm -hmm. where I was going while I was in college. Mm -hmm. And um, right when I was about to graduate, he did a series on faith. He did a Bible study series. And I was there every single Wednesday, like, Okay, feed my faith, feed my faith, feed my faith. I don't know what to do. And so um, when I graduated, I went to Atlanta, and I was thinking, like, because so many people had advised me, you know, shout out to ATL. (laughs) ATL So many people had advised me, you, like, go to 
because I wasn't about to go home to Detroit because I felt like I was if I went home I was gonna be stuck because you know it's comfortable it's yeah. family mm-hmm. so I'm like all right but my daddy lived in Atlanta so they was like go somewhere where you could live for free save up your coins and then move to LA so I'm like okay I'm gonna go to my daddy's house that didn't work out that last maybe like two or three Ooh. weeks and then I ended up moving to a friend's house out there shout out to Tangia because she's amazing she's like my big sister in hey, the organization girl. that I'm in so um. Yeah, so I did that for a month, and then after that, I was I was so depressed there, mm. so depressed. I was crying every day because I wanted to be in LA. Like I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't do that. Like so, after all the crying and depression and all of that, I eventually packed up my car and drove cross country from Atlanta to LA, and now I'm here. And now you're here. Okay. Still fighting for the dream. You're still fighting for the dream, and you know I think a lot of us have this misconception that when we come here. The dream is just gone. Oh, and it doesn't. Cause I've been here three years, and I've been here five, and I'm still trying to scratch the surface of the dream. Yeah, (laughs) still trying to scratch the surface. Like I ain't even beneath it yet. Right. Okay. Let me not say that. Let me not say that. I'm there. You're right. I'm there. Right. But it's hard. It is. It's so hard. It is. What's been the hardest thing for you since being here? Um, believing Mm. that. God wanted me to be here. Mm. Why? Because, because it's so hard. Because um, feeling like sometimes when we do things and we say that God told us to do it, mm-hmm. we want to make sure He told us to do right. it. Right. You know. And then when stuff ain't going right, you're like, "No, that wasn't God. I don't know about that." You know. <laughs> and that's how I've been feeling. Like uh-huh. for I've been here for three years now, and for the past three years, I felt like maybe. <laughs> Maybe I probably should have took that Atlanta train <laughs> a little bit longer. No, but um, I am grateful to be here. So, but that has been my hardest thing because I've dealt with so much in the meantime. And you know, everybody say like, you know, Atlanta. I mean, LA is really a place that either makes or break you. And if you make it longer than six months, you're doing the bare minimum. If you make it a year, you almost there. Mm-hmm. And if you make it at least five, you in there. You know, mm-hmm. you good to go. And so I'm on three, and I'm like, well, where am I good to go at? <laughs> <laughs> when I'm going to be getting to the good to go? <laughs> okay, because how did we get here, okay? Right. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's been whew, a journey. Mm-hmm. A journey. I spent a lot of time. I think I've cried the most in LA yeah. that I've ever cried in my life. Ever, ever in I'm my life. You. I've had like, oh my god, I've had so many moments where I was second guessing myself. Like, did I really want to do this with my life? You know. Mm-hmm. And me, I have always known what I wanted to do all my life. <laughs> like I swear I wanted to be a dancer yeah. I wanted to be a background dancer and then I eventually decided that I wanted to be a talk show host but when you get here and you face a lot of rejection and then a lot of bumps mm. in the road you really be second guessing everything you thought you wanted and I was cause I used to have friends and talk to them and they didn't know what they wanted to do in life right. and I used to be looking down on people like you don't know what you want to do with your life like what? Yeah, yeah. Humble me humble. okay <laughs> what you want to do right. let me throw you some tests and trials right. okay do you still want to do that and i'm still here wanting to do it <laughs> even that- even at the lowest even at the lowest stages of my life like um when i first got here um 
I was applying to so many jobs. I thought I was going to take the production way to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to get um, a PA job, yeah. and then I'm going to work my way in the production world, and then I'm they're going to eventually notice that I got talent and let me produce my own show, mm-hmm. that type of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know why people let me do that. Because <laughs> I told so many people that go, and they was like, you got a good plan. You know what I'm saying? But don't nobody know you like God know you. Nobody. But I was I was working that way for like a year um, out here trying to get one of those jobs. As you can see, I don't have one of those jobs. So here we are. Mm-hmm. And so then at my lowest point, I was like homeless. But while me being homeless, that's when I started putting myself out there as the host that I am. And I ended up doing... Um, just some like little freelance side stuff with the friend hosting some of his interviews for um, his cast members for mm-hmm. his short films that he would do. Then I did some event hosting and then yeah, um, I got with After Buzz and then I created um, my own talk show called Kingdom Talk about yes. young people who talk about God, which Kingdom you get the talk soundtrack for. Lit. Lit. And I did all of that in my hum- in my homeless stages. Where I didn't wow. where I didn't have my own roof over my head, where I was couch surfing. I did all of that then. I'm still doing after buzz now and you know, trying to branch off into my own things. But um like some of my most humbling moments was when I found out that I still wanted to do this for real. Mm-hmm. Like when you get so low in life to where it's like you feel all the way yeah. broken down mm-hmm. and you still have that little inkling of passion, mm-hmm. then you know that's what you're supposed to be yeah. doing. And I think that's what confirmed it for me because I'm like, I'm this low and I don't want to go home. I want to keep striving. Yeah. And I did have moments where I did want to go home. I did have moments where I second guess. I even had moments where, oh, it was really dark really yeah. dark like mm. suicidal type mm. like one day one night i it's like almost the middle of the night and i just so happened to park my car on a busy street like at the corner hoping that somebody would hit my car oh my goodness like that kind yeah. of like that kind of depression it was like i don't know if that was an attack or what but i felt worthless in that moment like why do i gotta live a life so hard mm-hmm. like why did you give me, like, I was mad at God, and I was like, you know what, I ain't gonna take my own life to let somebody else do it, because mm-hmm. I'm like, I need to still come to heaven, I know I'm mad at you, but I need to still meet you at the pearly gates somehow. <laughs> <laughs> but that no, was stupid, because... Let somebody else do it. Look, that was stupid, because look, even intentional death is still suicide, yes. okay? But, um... Yeah, and I was just really mad at him, and I was just like, why did you make it so hard for me? Mm. Like, why did you give me this passion and, and tell me to go somewhere and make me have faith, and it feels like this, you know? Um, I was just I was just really distraught. Did he answer those questions? Um, With the scripture. Mm. Uh, Psalms the 27 and 14. Um, I believe it says, okay, paraphrasing. That's it fine. says, I remain confident in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Mm. And that's what kept me going. Because it's like... Through each time that you've been down? Through that time. Yeah. Because <laughs> each time is something different. It's, it's each something time it's going to take something different. a little bit more. Right. But that one, I needed that. Mm-hmm. I needed that. Because I'm just like, Lord, you want me... Because, like, you know, my purpose, I'm... 
for my purpose in my life, I believe that I'm supposed to inspire people to want to do this thing in faith, right? Right. So I'm sitting here like, Lord, you want me to advocate for something that's this hard? How? <laughs> How you want me to tell yeah. other people yeah. <laughs> about the goodness of you when it ain't that good? Right. <laughs> and so that's the kind of stage I was in. We Granted, we done got past that. Me and the Lord, we good, in case y'all wondering. <laughs> We good. We done got past they that good. stage. But, yeah. um, yeah, that's how I was feeling. I ain't know how to navigate through that. That mm-hmm. was hard. And it has been so many other times. Um, I remember a time, and this was like six months after me being out here, uh, my car got repossessed. And I was so, this was my first time saying that out loud. Wow. Like, I battled that hard. Because <laughs> it's been three years. So, Woo. wow. Oh, Jesus. So, um. Wow, come on. Wow. That's a release. That is. (laughs) That's a release. No, for real. I have yet to say that out loud. And I was going to not talk about it and just write about it in my book. So, that was that. But here we are. But, yeah. So, when that happened to me, oh, my God. I was a low, low. Because that was what got me to L.A. Yeah. Because I remember, um. Okay, this is a sidebar, but I got I to gotta put this, this in is, here. Go ahead. So, my um, junior year of college at TSU, I was Miss Junior at the time on the court. And then, at that same time, I was running to be Miss TSU. So, if, long story short, I lost. And that was a lot for me, too. Mm-hmm. But, um, if I had won Miss TSU, I would have had to stay there my senior year the whole year but like I said I graduated early because I originally only wanted to do school three years yeah like I went to school year round I did all the summer classes all fall, oh, wow. all spring oh, you was just so I could graduate in three years yeah but I was Ooh. running for Miss TSU because I'm like you know what I'm a Delta you know they expect this of me and I'm Miss Junior right now so let me do this to prove you know, to my sorors that I got them, but it wasn't for me, you know? And then, and and yes, I did love my university. Yes, I really did want to do it in that moment. Mm -hmm. But then I had a reality check because Taraji P. Henson came to our school the week of SEC week. So she came to our school on a Wednesday. Voting was Friday. Mm -hmm. So she came to our school and she did like a distinguished lecture series. And when she came out, like, Everybody, the crowd went wild, and she fell to her knees crying. Oh, wow. Like, it was, like, an emotional experience, and for some reason, I felt that from Mm -hmm. her. I don't know why, but when she got up, she was just like, I never thought this would happen for me, and so she was crying. I'm just like, I started crying because I'm just like, (laughs) I don't even think that could happen for me, and I want that life that she's living right now, you know? And so she told us her story. I was all the way inspired, and then she held, like, a master class. After the fact for mass and granted, I was one of the top mass comm students. Mm-hmm. So she held a master class for mass comm students, and not only was I in mass comm, but the the court got to go too, the mm. royal court. Oh so, wow! So and I was already Miss Junior, so yeah. I was gonna be in the building yeah. regardless. Right. So when she held that master class, she was just like, I know um, some of you may want to do what I did and go to LA. She was like, All you need in LA to make it is a car and a dream. Mm. And so I was like, oh, that's what I'm about to do. That's what I'm about to do. And so um, she was like, when you get to L.A., the first thing you're going to hear is no. The first couple things you may hear is no. Mm -hmm. But she was like, don't let that stop you. Be your own boss. I created Kingdom Talk. Mm -hmm. 
so like you see where we going yeah. here so like everything that she said do I did it and granted and then it's crazy because I have a picture with her and she was not taking pictures when she left. She took questions, and then her and her publicist, they was they was running hey, up out no. of there. Yeah. I chased them out the back, though, okay, to get that photo. But because I wanted to remember that moment. And yeah. so then literally after that, I ended up losing Miss TSU. Mm. And then after I lost Miss TSU, I got the internship with News Channel 5, and I ended up getting a car that summer. Mm. So everything was basically laid out for me after yeah. that. And then I did the Portia Carter show after that. So it was just like, okay. Uh, I felt like I was going in the right direction. So when I came here and when my car got repossessed, first of all, I did not listen to no other music on my way here. That two-week drive that it took me, I didn't listen to no other music. You drove by yourself? Yeah. Oh, wow. Just me by myself. I had that much passion and drive that mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to get there. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. I reconnected with family members. I stopped in Texas. I stopped in Arizona. Yeah. I'm like, what's up, y'all? Right, right, right. <laughs> okay. Right. And um, so the whole way, all I listened to was worship music. It was just me and God. And so I made a vow that this would be my prayer closet. Because granted, even yeah. when I got here, you know, my living situation was a little rocky. And I was couch hopping for like a year and a half before eventually getting my place. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, anytime I was in my car, that was my time with God. Like, it was worship time. It was prayer time. I prayed so much in there. I worshiped so much in there. I went to all of the job interviews that I went to in there. Like, so I had so many job interviews my first year here, like 50 of them. You think I got one of them jobs? Not now one. But Not anyway, a single one. But anyway, so when my car was repossessed, that was like a slap in the face for me. I'm like, mm-hmm. God, you going to let my my place with you get taken away? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where we going to meet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, well, where we gonna meet and why you think that's okay? Yeah. And so that was ooh, that was really hard. And Bishop got me through that. Bishop Penny J. Shout out to him. Ooh, he got me through that. Um, I watched a sermon called uh Now is not the time to lose your head. Mm. I forgot what scripture it was that pulled me out of that that he mentioned, but just the title was like, Okay, let me not lose my head right now. Yeah. Let me figure out a way. And so I pushed through and I'm still pushing through mm. without my my love, my Ruby, that was her name. Um, <laughs> we miss you, Ruby. We miss you, Ruby. We, we uh, miss you so much. Okay, so yeah. you've mentioned a couple of losses. Yeah. But how have your losses led to your victories? Because you have plenty of those. Yes, plenty victories. Um, My losses has made me, first and foremost, I've been um, greatly humbled in every area of my life. Um, then I've been grateful Mm -hmm. and then with every no came a yes that was just right for me so even though I didn't you know have a car anymore now I got to get rides from friends and spend time with friends who eventually became um, pieces to the puzzle and a project that I was creating Mm -hmm. or just so happened to meet friends and ride with them and talk with them and then now I got a couch to sleep on like just little stuff like yeah. that like with me not having my car it made me be able to depend on God in a different way mm-hmm. because now I'm depending on him through depending on the people that he sends me because even though God is your source he has tons of resources and all of his resources are going to come through people yeah. no matter what they're right. always going to be through people mm-hmm. and so he would send somebody you know who would help me with food he would send somebody who would help me with a ride he would send somebody who would help me with 
stability and you know having a roof over my head yeah. he would send different people to let me know like you know I understand you lost something that you thought was gonna be you mm-hmm. know in and out but I got your back yeah and so that was that and then with me ha- having the all of the rejection of not getting any of the jobs that I wanted in the industry I just so happened to have a door open for me to work for the television academy mm-hmm. which is the office of the Emmy hey. so that has been amazing. I've been there. It'll be two years on September 5th. Oh, wow. It's already two years? Yeah, it'll be two years September 5th. So, um, yeah, so I just so happened to get that job, and that has been a complete blessing to my life. Mm. Complete blessing to my life. And it has been his resource for me to gain stability because now I have my own apartment. Mm-hmm. Now I have food in my refrigerator. Now all of my bills are paid. Yeah. Now I'm able to travel. I'm able to go back home and see mm-hmm. my family. Yeah. I've been home to Detroit, what, three times this year? And I, before having this job, never. Couldn't, yeah. I've had, like, so many great things happen within my life just from being connected to this place. And a lot of, a lot of it came from... I. I believe God just wanting to show me what I can have. Like mm. I've been to the Emmys twice. It's about mm. to be a third time um, yes, for this next Emmy season. And I have seen like, so even though I want to do talk show hosting, I want to event host to all types of stuff. Hosting. And I see myself hosting the primetime Emmys one day. Yes. Not only that, I've right. been there. Like, so it's like, when the scripture says that everywhere the sole of your feet shall tread upon, I've given to you. Mm-hmm. I feel like that has been that door. So not only have I allowed you to go to the Emmys, but yeah, you're going to host it one day. And one day you're yeah. going to receive one. And one day you may work the carpet for it. Yeah. You know, like just different things that I believe God is setting up for me. Because everywhere the soles of my feet is treading upon, mm-hmm. he's already given to me. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Portia Carter is out here and ready, okay? <laughs> She is she ready? She um is. so uh since this the title of this podcast is called Just Faith It and you've talked about faith um and how your faith has has moved you here. How has your faith changed from when you first moved here to like where you are right now? Woo! <laughs> when you think you got faith? <laughs> when you think you got faith. Look, because a lot of people got hold on, a lot of people don't know that faith isn't something that we can gain ourselves. Faith no. is something that God gives us. Yeah. So in every level there's going to be a new level of faith that you're going to yeah. have to acquire, but you can't give it to yourself. So, just kind of speak to like how your faith has changed from when you first got here to now. Ooh. I've grown a lot in my faith, and I think a lot of that growth has come from knowing that I have to put myself on the back burner. Mm. Like, excuse me, granted, you're talented, you're gifted, you're amazing, you're beautiful, you're smart, you got all the tools. Right. But you cannot depend on yourself. You can. Like, you have to depend on God. And the moment you get comfortable with your gifts and your talents and believe that mm-hmm. you're going to get you where you want to mm-hmm. be is the moment you will get set <laughs> down. <laughs> okay? Exactly. Set down. Exactly. And my faith has went through tons of stages. So when I first got out here, I went through a stage where I, what I just spoke of, where I had to really believe, I had to really come to, um, come to terms with the fact that 
I I am definitely great, but I am nothing without him. Mm-hmm. So that was like level one for me. I'm nothing without God. And then it went to not worrying. That was like level two for me because, yeah. woo, because you 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 depend. Mm-hmm. It's like you realize that you are nothing without God, and then you try to depend on God, and it just be like, yeah, I'm trying to depend on you, but I am worrying Thinking so too much. much. Like, yeah. I'm always want to know how. I always want to know how, when, where, mm-hmm. what, why. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I got all these questions, Father. <laughs> <laughs> I got all these questions, Father. I got all these questions. When Father. we going to get some answers? Man, please. QTMA. Ooh, I'm on still to this day. Okay, what when is? we going to get some answers? <laughs> and so, because, and um, that's another thing I just learned from Bishop, too, like, even when you don't see movement, you still have to pray. Yeah. Like, because you never know what's going on in the atmosphere mm-hmm. and in the unseen realm that your prayers are activating right. or whatever is working for you on your behalf on that side. Because you can pray, then you can sleep. Mm-hmm. You can sleep well. Mm-hmm. But I was praying. And not yeah, going to sleep right. because I'm up like, all right, I done prayed. I done prayed. No what well, we doing? How I'm going to do this? Point Lord, two seconds later, where Lord, is the answer? Okay. okay. Lord, you know my phone bill, dude. You know I can't eat tomorrow. Ooh, like, like for real. And so then on, that was. to me right now. Ooh. That was level two worrying. Yeah. And I had to realize like, no, no. If you going to have faith. <laughs> It's either faith or worry. You you got two choices. Yeah. And if you pick up worrying, then don't say you got faith. Right. Like, don't say you got faith if you're going to pick up worrying. Mm-hmm. If you pray to God about something and you go out and try to handle it on your own in such a way that it drives you crazy, then you don't trust him. Mm-mm. You don't trust him. Mm-mm. So that's worrying. And then a lot with worrying. Oh, I forgot to touch on something. This is worrying part two. So it went from letting go of self to not worrying and then not worrying part two. So not worrying part two, I would say has to deal all with finances. Mm. So I have this thing where I have decided that I will no longer have an anxiety about finances because when you worry about money, you don't trust God. Right. That's the bottom line. Mm -hmm. And I had to learn that the hard way because with worrying how things were going to happen, then I had to worry about where I was going to get money from in order to make it happen. Mm. But then you still put relying on yourself to, to figure this out for you. When a lot of times God sends, like I said, he works with people. God will send somebody to give you some money or to give you a job so you can get that money or to ask you to do something that you're going to get paid for or for somebody to even just bless you or for, you know, like a random check in the mail. Like, God will really, like, if you have a need, he will supply it. And then he will supply it according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Come on, give us now, the scripture. Now, with the riches and glory in Christ Jesus, and that's Philippians 4.19. So, mm-hmm. with the riches and glory in Christ Jesus, have to go with being along in his will, yeah. right? Yeah. So, here's the thing with the money thing that really got me if i needed what i'm worrying about for money then i would have it then i would have it flat out if i pray if i pray to god about it and i let it go 
he's going to, I'm going to attract that. Like, yeah. I'm just going to automatically attract whatever I am standing in need of according to his riches and glory if it is in his will. Right. If it is not in his will for yeah, my life, yeah. I'm not going to have it. Mm-hmm. And that's just point blank, period. And, you know, the saying that be going around on Instagram where it be like, uh, if something missed you, it was never for you. Mm-hmm. That applies to not just a job right. or an opportunity. That yeah. applies to so many areas in your life. Mm-hmm. If you, like, just so, say something materialistic. So if I wanted money for a car and I'm praying to God to get this money for this car and, you know, like, God will make some miraculous stuff happen, no doubt. He's a miracle worker. He's a miracle worker. Like, if God wants me to have this car, he going to make it happen. And it's going to be for the low, low. Yeah. It's going to be for whatever. Like, right. somebody going to supply that money. Somebody going to go half with me. Like, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get a job that's able to help me get that car. Like, he going to make it happen. But if it is not in his will, then that's I need to happening. thank God that he told me no. Yeah. And keep it pushing. <laughs> And keep Ooh. it pushing. That's real faith. Pastor, when you Christ. able, no, for real. When no, you able to, when you are able to take a no and keep on ticking, mm-hmm. it's like that's ultimate trust. Mm-hmm. And I had to get to that point too. And I think that's where I am at right now. The the highest level of where my faith has gone right now is just knowing that, um, whew, better days are coming. <laughs> <laughs> The realest thing ever. Better days are coming. Um, And then it takes me back to the um, scripture that I will remain confident that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Mm -hmm. Because if I don't have that playing in my head, I'm going to think that his goodness don't exist. And then I'm going to go down a long rabbit hole of falling into every attack and temptation that the enemy has set up and trapped and schemed out for me. Right. I'm going to fall into all of that because mm-hmm. my faith is now weak. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But when you're when you're allowing the things that, you know, the things that you want so badly, when you're allowing yourself to have patience, when you're allowing yourself um, to be kind to yourself and passionate to yourself mm-hmm. when things don't happen, mm-hmm. I had to learn that the hard way. Like, I... Sometimes I'm really hard on myself for not being where I quote unquote want to be or yeah. where I'm quote unquote supposed to be. And then I had to realize like where you are is exactly where God wants you to be. So you got to have patience in this area of your life because obviously he got you at this bus stop because the the, the bus that you missed that you thought you were supposed to be on then got into an accident up the road. Mm, mm-hmm. Or he got you, you know, somewhere else because whatever opportunity or door you thought you was going to walk into was going to be what put you on drugs. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he, all things like all things are working together. Like he is so strategic with the way that he moves in your life. And a lot of times God is teaching you so many lessons. Like, um, God is not a stagnant God. So because he's not stagnant, he's always moving. And because he's always moving, you're always moving. And so sometimes in your life, you're going to be in a place where you're flourishing, where you feel like, ah, it's lit. I can be comfortable. I'm successful. Blase, blase. You know what I'm saying? But since God is not a stagnant guy, you ain't going to stay there. Sure ain't. Baby. Baby. You ain't going to stay there. And then he going to send you a test to test your faith. Yeah. Why you think you comfortable. Yeah. And then that test of faith is going to be how you get to your next level. 
Because then it's like, success. And then I'm tested. Right. And then here's another level. Man, because you, you know, know what? We always think, like, there's one level of success. Like, we see this one, like, like you said, you want to be a talk host or a show host, a talk show host. And we think that's it. Like, oh, once I get to that talk show host, I'm good. But, like, no. Luckily for you, I'm not saying that this is your story. But luckily for you, you know, like, okay, once I get to that talk show host, I want to be doing, like, all this other stuff. I don't want to just be in this one spot. But I think there's a misconception, there's that word again, that there's one level of success. When there, like, once you get to where you saw yourself, God has multiple plans. Like, it says plans. God knows the plans that I have for you. Like, with an S on it. Yes, mm. with an S. Not just one plan. So, yeah. I think that's important. Um, So, um, faith. In order to have faith, you have to have hope in something or mm-hmm. some things. So, what is something that you're hoping for? Right now? Mm-hmm. Um, I am hoping for... Okay, so we already know that I am going to have the Portia Carter Show internationally syndicated on a major network or my own network or some type of network. Here we are. But right now, I'm hoping for just a talk show job Mm. somewhere that's paying way more than I'm working for at my current job. Talk show job, meaning you want to be the host? Yes. Or you, okay. Yes, I want to be a host of a show. Okay. And that's crazy because I just prayed about this. But I want a show to be created by someone else. And the host that they're looking for can only be found in me. Mm. That's what I want. So what are you doing daily to work towards? What is something that you can give you know, for the people? I wish you didn't ask me that. sending my reel out (laughs) okay so that's the first step for me that's the first step so um my work because faith without works is dead my work for this I believe comes in steps so sending my reel out getting an agent and actually submitting to talk show hosting jobs so that's what that looks like for me okay and I just started in that realm of expertise. But you started, which yeah. is what matters. So yeah. you just got to make sure that you stay. But I have been practicing daily. my craft. Shoot. I'll be okay. at After Buzz TV ha- halfway, uh, twice, three times a week. Okay. Amen. I mean, I've but been on a the, little break, but what, here we are. Again, what's in the daily? Oh, daily? Yeah. Um. Are you, are you at anything? Are you doing anything daily yet? Doing anything daily? Um, not outside of After Buzz TV. Besides that, I write. I write down, like, prayers of things mm. that I want to see happen. And I feel like my write, my prayer journal, I feel like when I write stuff down, the Lord really reads it. <laughs> he really does. I feel like he reads he more really than does. he listens to me, okay? <laughs> you know, I feel like the prayers I write down Lord, get answered just Lord, a little bit Lord. more quickly than the ones I speak out loud. He's definitely okay. listening to you right now. <laughs> you're right you're right you're right, you're right. 
You talk about I just be playing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just be playing, Lord. You know, you know how we do. <laughs> I am napping to play. Well, he be right there, right there. Uh, hey, he was right there when they was writing that Bible. So you might be right. You might be onto something. Might be onto something. You might be onto a little something. But no, for real. Um, I think daily it looks different for me. Daily it looks different for me. Like um, yesterday I sent out my reel to somebody. Um, today I did absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, tomorrow I plan to send my reel to another contact mm-hmm. that I have. You know, just putting myself out there every day yeah. more than I have in the past because I got a job and I got comfortable. So mm-hmm. I just started chilling mm-hmm. on my dream side. Granted, even though I'm still working every week in the field of hosting for um, a network, it is still like, okay, you there's more. There's yeah. more that you could be doing. There's more that you need to do and then there's more that God has for you, you know? And so I think it's going to look different for me every day. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I just wanted to know if there was anything, like, on a consistent basis. You know what? I'm working on consistency in my life. Amen. Consistency is important. Consistency is so important. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Like, when when I tell you that God teaches you lessons on every level of your life, if you don't learn a lesson, you're going to keep on revisiting yeah. it, okay? And consistency, uh, consistency. Consistency <laughs> is one of the things that he keep having me revisit. Like, we're not, we not going to get you from point A to point B until you can master consistency mm-hmm. at point A so that I know that you can master it at point B. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. there we are with that. <laughs> Amen. Well, at least you know what you got to work towards because some people yeah. just be out here just living their life how you just i just like want y'all to know then. that you cannot live your life how you want to amen okay your life is your life your, own. your life is not your own and so you can't just out be out especially in a city like la because this city will eat you and chew you and spit you out if mm. you allow it to Man, but what? just like sarah said shout out to sarah james roberts she out. said last week shout she out. said god <laughs> did not wrap you up in flesh and put you on this earth to take a vacation <laughs> When she said that, I was telling I got up like, oh. I said, oh, we not vacation. I said, I've been relaxing. I said, where's my journal? <laughs> Let me start writing. Yeah. What am I doing? I said, hold on. Hold on. Like, we I not stop, vacation. Do I stop the message right here? And then I just go. Because I feel like I've been on vacation. Okay. Like, hold on. We not chilling look, with my father? Look. I got to wake up? Not, not no more. Mm-mm. I got to get out the bed. Yep. Mm-mm. Ain't no chilling. How did we get here? How did we get here? Because, woo. When she said, I said, oh, all right. Well, it's time for me. And I was in Atlanta. And I was like, oh, it's time for me to go back to LA. Because I'm fooling around with y'all out here. But, um. Ain't no vacation. Ain't, ain't no vacation. Because I was on vacation when she said this. So, I felt some type <laughs> As you should feel some I type felt- of way. Some type of way. Okay. All right. I was like, oh, this is time to go. I started standing up. My sister was like, what are we doing? I said, look, I'm, I was sitting here chilling with you. I can't do that. Um, mm. But anyway, so. <laughs> we talked so about. I can't do that. Right. Okay. We talked about the past, Portia. Mm-hmm. What is Portia working on now? Like, what does Portia have coming out? What is, uh, what is, what shall be released? 
I'm hinting towards something here because I know a little something, something. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, what's going on with Portia? Okay, so currently, right now, Portia is working on a book called... Ah! This is exclusive. I just want you to know you have an exclusive right now. <laughs> because blessed. I have yet to announce this to the world. But here we are. I am writing a book about my life. Mm-hmm. But... I'm telling the stories of my life for how God did it for me. Mm-hmm. So the book is called All Things Work Together. Yeah. And it's based off of the scripture, Romans 8, 28. <laughs> and we know that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and mm-hmm. those who are called according to his purpose. And because I believe that I know my purpose in life and trust me, every time somebody asks me that, I it'd be... It'd be a different answer with the same concept. <laughs> so it's it ain't word for word, but you get it. Like, we know. No, for real. It stay the same. It stay the same. Not word for word, but we know the purpose. We like, got you. We got you. We and got so you. I believe that I am called. And sometimes with, um, with being called, you know, callings look different mm-hmm. for everybody. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're the only person that you know with a gift. Right. Sometimes you're the only person in your family to jump out on faith. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're the only friend that you know who has their own business. Yeah. Like, you being called out looks different in every area of your life, but within our lives we go through, like, traumatic things and sometimes painful things, and we wonder, like, God, why are you letting me go through this? Mm-hmm. And even if you're not a believer, you done been through some stuff. Right. That been like, what is this? Ooh, that was okay. Be one of my questions. You done sure. been through some stuff that's mm-hmm. like, what, what is, is this? Mm-hmm. And so I, so this scripture, Romans eight twenty eight, is one of my favorite scriptures, and it's because of the mere fact that everything that you go through in life was designed. In a strategic way for your purpose to prevail. Right. And that's basically what the book is about. Mm -hmm. It's about different um, stories, different testimonials. It's really just a testimony Mm. about how whatever whatever I choose to talk about, because it's going to be a wide range of topics, and um, whatever I choose to talk about, I'm going to explain how that worked for me. Yeah. And how God made it work for me. Not how I made it work for myself. Right, right, right. But how eventually after coming to terms with my life is in his hands and not my own, mm-hmm. that this too is going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Thank you. I cannot wait for this. Is this your, this is your first book? Yes. Yes. Tell me first. Wow. Because when you say first, that means it got to be a second. <laughs> Because, let me tell you something, this has been uh, two years, three years in the making. I started writing this when I came to L.A. When I decided to move to L.A., that's when I started writing this book. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, three years in the making. You talking about first. Jesus, look. Look, I can't just, do, look, okay, let me not tell the Lord what I can't you do. Really, <laughs> we're not doing that. Here we are. We're not doing that. To, sweet old baby Jesus. All things work together. All things work together. Yeah, so, I'm working on that. That's like um, the most of what I can speak of right now. There are things in the works, and there are things that I'm going to be able to announce and be a proud yeah, about. Yeah. But in God's due time, and when He opened those doors, because I don't know what they is either. <laughs> <laughs> I 
that are not watching the video, I just rub my eyes. <laughs> Why must you play all day? Because I don't know. She's Lord. talking about I'll be able to announce, but I don't even know. What? <laughs> no, for real. Look, when the Lord give me something to release to the people, okay, I'm going to be front and center like Look, y'all. This, okay. He done opened the door. Let me tell the, y'all. These are the things that I'm looking forward to. <laughs> Her being Sierra's background dancer. Amen. Amen. Her being the talk show host Amen. of her own show, The Portrait Carter Show. Amen. Um, her writing her books. Oh, was the S on that? <laughs> Why the Amen came down Ooh. so fast? <laughs> she said Amen. Ooh. <laughs> yes, all of that in a bag of chips. Um, praise him. And but <laughs> praise the. Praise the Father. Okay. If you ever heard me say praise the Father, I got it from <laughs> Portia Carter. <laughs> and I say all the time, Kayla be like, what? It's wrong with y'all. Praise the Father. Praise the Father all day long, all night long. He deserves it. He, I ain't gonna sing that. But um, I did have a question. So you uh said something about non-believers. Mm-hmm. So we talk a lot on this show about faith. Mm-hmm. But some people aren't, some people are like on their way to like trying to figure out who they are, who Jesus is, maybe not, like mm-hmm. maybe far away from it. But what advice do you have or can you give for those that don't know Jesus? Um, help me, Holy Spirit. <clears throat> I can honestly say one simple phrase mm. take a seat at the table. Take a seat. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Mm. Like, I mean, and think with with life, everybody want to try something. Why not try Jesus? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that was funny when it came out. <laughs> why not try Jesus? Why not try Jesus? Why not? I mean, why not? It, it don't hurt to try. Right. It don't hurt to try. Like, take a seat at the table. All you got to do is sit down, pick up that spoon, and put it in your mouth just one time. And when I say pick up the spoon and put it in your mouth, I mean open up the Bible and read it. (laughs) You you can take food. That's the living word. Like, Jesus literally said that Mm -hmm. I give you the bread of life. I am Mm -hmm. the bread of life. And the bread of life is the word of God. Because Jesus is the word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the right. word was with God. <laughs> Here we are. That's it. So, that's Period. it. It's just like, just look. Even if you don't want to go full-blown right now and immerse yourself in a church or something like that, like the least you could do is just sit down and take a scripture that resonates with you mm. and you can just read it every day mm-hmm. and it will feed you every single day mm-hmm. it will feed you every single day in a new way mm-hmm. like every day that you rain, read it it's you gonna be it's gonna mean thing. something different to you mm-hmm. and then once once you get that in order <laughs> start talking to them <laughs> Like, I mean, I would suggest you start talking to him first, you know, just ask yeah. him, ask him a little something like, who are you? What is this? Mm-hmm. How do I get here? Mm-hmm. Where, where do we go there? How, how can I know you, you know? And eventually, um, your spirit man will start growing. Yeah. And once 
that spirit man starts growing, then you're going to start yearning. And once you start yearning, then you're going to start asking more questions. Then you're going to want to know more. And then that's when you find fellowship, whether that be through a church or through a small group or through a random Bible study or through just watching sermons online. Like, (laughs) they get you together. Okay? All the way. So, I mean, it's, it's a gradual thing. And I would say for any non-believer out there, you never know what you're missing until you try it out. Mm-hmm. You never know. And, you know, I ain't even going to hold you up. A relationship with God has its ups and downs, okay? That is true. A relationship with God has its ups and downs, but full trust, full trust is everything. Um, it gets you through and just like when you have a relationship with a significant other like you want to spend time with them Mm -hmm. you want to talk to them Mm -hmm. daily day in day out you want to be with them like that's how it is with Jesus yeah just having a moment where I used to say oh my god because if you got download the bible app like when I tell you to read scriptures every day I love that thing download the bible app because I used to say every time that my relationship with God is like, at first, it's, it's gradual stages. So at first it was like, he was my homeboy. I could talk to him like, what's up, Lord? What's up? How you doing? You know, <laughs> like, uh, I'm not having a so good day. So how are we going to fix this? <laughs> where you at? Uh, blessings, miracle signs, and wonders. Where are you? <laughs> where, where are thou? Where art thou? <laughs> but then, you know, as you mature in your spirit in your spirituality you you grow with God to a point where you get to appreciate the little things that he provides for you mm-hmm. and i used to um like i would take my phone cuz my phone would be so dry people don't text me if y'all don't know i'm single but <laughs> anyway people don't text me but i used to always say I'm that cuz <laughs> <laughs> i used to always say that i can always pick up my phone and and go to the Bible app and see his text message. Mm. Like, and he texts me first. Mm-hmm. And if I pray about something and ask him something, he texts me back. Mm. Like, that's good. Like, no, for real. I have a note section in my phone called Texting God, and it's all prayers. And I literally just be typing in my note section, just saying something to him. Wow. And then, like, it don't even it don't even have to be that same day. If I go like a day later or a week later. I'm going to remember what I wrote to him. Right. It'll just, like, I just open my Bible app and, you know, just get to reading something or I'll do a plan, a devotional or something, get to reading something. And it would be like he's literally, well, he is actually literally answering that prayer that I text him. Yeah. So not only does he text me first because I can just go to my Bible app and read whatever he's mm-hmm. saying whenever, he texts me back. It's so beautiful. That's beautiful. I never thought about that, but I'm going to get me my texting on with God. Okay. That is good. It worked. You, you heard it here first. I'm you just faith it podcast. Here first. That text was, the father. That he texts back. <laughs> I am not going to play with you all night, okay? I think, but I think uh, that was beautiful, honestly. That that helped me a lot. I mean, Amen. I, I, I'm, I have a great relationship with the Lord and it's, it has its ups and downs but you know I think one of the biggest takeaways from that for those of you that are non-believers is that you can talk to God you can talk all you gotta do is open your mouth and he will talk back to you you just gotta yeah. be searching for it and not reject it because I think just coming from 
people that I know that are non-believers, and this is not for everybody, so I don't want to put all non-believers in a box because everybody has their reasons or why they don't believe. But um, for the ones that I have talked to, they don't believe that God is going to hear them. Aww. So, and just that's just a few that I know. I don't. That's not everybody's story. And again, I'm not putting everybody in this one box. But all you have to do is open your mouth and expect the answer. If you're looking for it, if you're expecting it, it's gonna come. Amen. So then, just don't give up on it. But can I say something on yes, that? Yes, you can. Um, for anybody out there who don't believe that God will hear you. I honestly want you to like unpack that and see where that's mm-hmm. coming from because mm-hmm. that sounds like shame. And when you're a child of God, you are washed with the blood of Jesus. Yeah. Like when he look at you, he don't see shame. Right. He look at you and he see the blood of Jesus mm-hmm. and he calls you blessed. Yeah. You are blessed. That's good. You are prosperous. Yes, you are. You are the righteousness of God. You are a daughter or a son of the king of the most high God. Mm-hmm. Like nothing and no one can ever stand in your way with him. And nothing can ever prosper against you. Like it's all you and him. And when you take that journey with him, you have to trust that it's going to be you and him to the day you die. Yeah. And then when you die, you're going to be with him in heaven. Like there is absolutely nothing that can make you feel so shame to the point where you don't think he will hear you. Because not only does he talk in the Bible or... Um, anything like that he sends people to answer your questions he talked through people he talked through sermons he talked through whatever he however he need to get to you he gonna get to you baby he gonna answer them questions okay so never feel uh shame or neglect or anything negative like that because he got you for sure yeah there's nothing that can separate you and he gonna answer you Mm. with a no or a yes for sure (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for sure okay he it don't be no in between uh-uh, uh-uh. yeah you gotta expect too that all his answers are not gonna be yes amen because people be like oh yeah i'm gonna pray this i don't know he gonna answer yes like no he's gonna answer it it's just not gonna be yes all the and time. it don't be no in between uh-uh that's for sure yes or no like if it's if, if it's god telling you yes he going to show himself show and yep. tell you, yes, everything going to fall in line. Mm-hmm. going to be perfectly run smooth. It's going to be better than you ever imagined. If God is telling you no, you already know what that looks you like. You already <laughs> know what the no is, okay? You already know, know what that looks like, okay? Know your no's. All right, well, thank you, Portia. Thank you. So much. Girl, when you sent me that email, I was like, where is the singer? Yes. Want to talk to me? The Ciao. Okay, because I be listening to uh Receive and I just get oh. my whole life. And I oh you bless that song. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. You bless God that bless song. song. Oh, I don't know what it was. God. When he placed it on your heart, but that has gotten me through like over the past six months, that has gotten me through some really trying oh, times. Yeah. And that's why I'm able to tell somebody else that it, that could possibly be shame because I had to listen to Receive when I felt shame. Like, when I felt like I know the way. And because sometimes in our relationship with God, we fall off real mm-hmm. tough. Like, I got to doing some outrageous stuff this year. And I was just like, well, how did we get here? Wow. And we've been rolling with the Lord so long. <laughs> <laughs> how did we get here? And then, you know, like, once you're at a certain point with God and you feel like you can't go no higher and then you fall, then you feel like you can't get back up to that yeah. point. And then it just Ooh. be like, what? And you have to know to like really receive his love because his love for you 
it, it he pick you up and you and you be walking with him like you ain't never left. Okay, yeah. back like we never yeah. left. Okay, so I had to receive his love on so many terms this wow. throughout these past six months of my life. Well, thank you for that. I'm glad. It's... Thank you for the song. <laughs> Here we are. Hey man, I just thank it was you. a release. God gave it to me, and I hey, but thank you. No, but I'm really proud of you. Really, really me? proud. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yes, yes. I remember meeting you. I remember the day we met. We met at Darius Carter's birthday. Oh my God! We sure did. And I took you. I remember I took that. you to your aunt's, and you were telling me about your life. I will never forget. And when we first met, <laughs> you were like, "I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a talk show host." Wow, and I believed I it that. even then, and I still believe it now. That's crazy because when we first met, you said you want to be a singer. Yeah. And I did not believe it because. <laughs> I used to always see you running sound at church. And I used to be like, what's your man you sing? What Child. you up there running sound for? Listen, listen. Why <laughs> you ain't got the say, mic in your head? <laughs> I used to say that before I believed it for myself. Yeah, so I, I don't blame you for not believing that. Because I believe a lot of people didn't believe you. Well, no, I had never heard you sing. Well, I had never seen it. But still, it, even, yeah, a lot of people didn't hear me sing. But I used to say, I'm a singer. <laughs> and I used to... But luckily, I talked that into existence because I did not believe that for myself. You I just did, because when you dropped that EP, I said, what? Oh, she sings. <laughs> Oh, it's a real thing. <laughs> Look, I'm trying to tie that 10% back to the Lord. Amen. To the good Lord. But no, I'm really proud of you. I'm excited Amen. for what's coming. I'm excited for what you're doing. I'm excited for how you're moving. Praise and God. how you're uh, <laughs> a testament to those who need to know what faith is. Yeah. You're an inspiration to me. So, the, yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. So, everyone that I'm interviewing are all have all been inspirations in some way. And you are definitely one for me so thank Aww. you for being obedient to the calling on your life and to having the relationship that you have because what you don't know is a lot of what you do with your time with your, with your relationship with God I'm following in the footsteps wow. you and mommy have been a very great testament to that and a help wow so thank you praise him for being <laughs> obedient and um usually when I close the show I ask for prayer so if you'd like to close us out with prayer, you don't have to pray for oh, me Lord specifically, Jesus. but pray for whatever is on your heart. If it's just for yourself, that's totally fine. Okay. But I just want to close us out with a prayer. Okay. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time yeah. together and with you, God. We thank you for the voices that you have given us to use, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for just opportunity to be able to share what you do so good for us, oh God. We know that you have placed us on this earth to be your messengers in some way, some form, to be able to help somebody come out, Lord. Yeah. So whoever may be listening to this podcast, Lord, whatever they are going through, Lord, I ask that you stand in the middle of that right now, Lord. I ask that you free them from all bondage, hurt, and pain. In the mighty name of Jesus, God, I ask, Father God, that you touch them in a mighty special way, Lord. Touch them like never before, Lord. Give them a transformation, Father God, that they can say that only you did, that they know only came from you, Lord. Whatever they are standing in need of, Lord, may you supply it, God. Lord, whatever dreams, aspirations, inspiration that they may have, Lord, may you give them a strategy, Lord. Yeah. for their dreams yes. to come true may you allow their faith to grow in you lord like how the deer pants for the yeah. water and how it depends on that water lord mm. how the the morning meets the sun every morning lord 
May their faith, Lord, depend on you, Lord, just like that, God. We thank you, Lord, thank for what you, you're going to do in the lives of your people who are listening, oh God. And Lord, I lift up British to you, Lord. I thank you for her, God. I thank you for such a wonderful gift and sunshine of bright light, Lord. She is has been my sunshine since I've known her, Lord. And she is what make my days brighter, Lord. And what lifts my spirits at in even my most trying times because lord you know today wasn't all that well but here we are father and we thank you for it because she has lifted my spirit on tonight lord and i ask that you just return to her tenfold all of the blessing and inspiration and encouragement that she has poured out into me oh god may it just be returned to her lord and may she be blessed forevermore we speak prosperity over this podcast lord and we ask that you have your way with it in jesus name we pray amen it's a wrap at least for the end of this year um before i go i do want to say i pray that in whatever episode that you listen to um that there was some healing that took place there was some reflection there was something that happened in the inside of you that um was only or could only be placed in the inside of you because of god that is the main a focus of this podcast and to get you know get you to know that you are not the only one going through the journey that you're going through and so i hope that you could have related to at least one of these episodes um but again that's a wrap for the end of this year there will be more podcast episodes starting in january after my birthday um and yeah i hope y'all end this year going into 2020 strong um, and I pray that it's already started now. I pray that it, that you don't wait to January 1, but that you start now with what God has, has put on your heart to do. And yeah, man, thank you again. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Surround yourself around people and love. And don't forget to love yourself and take care of yourself. All right.